Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells. Whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. I want you to imagine something. 
I want you to imagine getting in your car this morning, heading to work, cup of coffee sitting beside you, the Jesse Kelly show clearly on the radio. What, Chris? What? Life is relatively peaceful, relatively normal. Driving by the local football stadium, you look up and you see a man hanging from the stadium body on display. And you know what's wild about gruesome little stories like this? These things happen all the time. And we separate ourselves from these things because here in America, we're so relatively divorced or have been for a little while divorced from these things. We, we forget there are places in this world, lots of them, where you would see that and you wouldn't even bat an eye. Oh, that sucks. Anyway, back to the Jesse Kelly show. I find, I've always found the 1973 coup in Chile to be very, very fascinating and fascinating for me on a personal level because it challenges me. It challenges what little moral compass I have, what I consider to be right or wrong, what I consider to be just and unjust. And it it goes back to that age-old example that I stole from somebody, but it's 100% true of the neighborhood kid gets caught smoking weed and you decide he's a bad kid. Your kid gets caught smoking weed and, oh, he had a slight error in judgment. It was probably his friend's. There is no ability like likability, like relatability, and the truth is this. All the atrocities we've talked about on the show, wars, battles, horror, dictators, coups, so often, frankly, almost always, the ideology of the one doing the destruction of the one killing people, one torturing, one maiming people, the ideology is opposite of my ideology. The reason I find the Chilean coup of 1973 so fascinating is those people, they're hurting. If I'm being totally honest, those are the people I want to hurt sometimes. I realize that's pretty direct, but but here's what happened. Chile in the 1960s was in a really, really bad place economically. Now, keep in mind, you have to remember how relatively small Chile is. Not necessarily landmass-wise. It's that, it's that long country. You know what Chile looks like, don't you, Chris? That long country on the west side of South America. So, 
It's only like eight or nine million people, though, or at least it was at this time. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure if they've been getting down to business down there and increasing those numbers, Chris. But still, it's not not a big country population, uh, wise. And had been kind of stable, relatively stable, you know, especially historically. Post-colonial age, Latin America, Central South America, Mexico have struggled with stability a lot. Struggle with corruption, struggle with stability. Chile's not that bad at all. And we'll get to how they are today in a little while. But they were really starting to struggle with a couple things. One, society was pulling itself apart. Poverty was on the rise. Banks were routinely demonized. The United States was routinely demonized for getting involved in Chile. And when I say getting involved, I'm talking trade and things that profited both countries. It was good, but still, when you're poor and your neighbor isn't, it can create resentment. I take that back. It will create resentment most of the time. That's just how people are built. Part of our fallen nature. And in Chile at this time, as has often happened in the 20th century, what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you get a lot of poverty, a lot of misery, a lot of viewed inequality in society? What is a movement during the 20th century that is inevitably going to rise, Chris? Oh, yeah. Communism. Communism is the disease of the 20th century. And the reason it's the disease is it's so appealing when you feel put upon, oppressed, downtrodden, when society is unequal. And I mean, lots of times these societies are, right? Remember we talked about, uh, briefly, we talked about World War I the other day and how France was struggling so badly with socialism spreading through their ranks in World War I but it's understandable. You've watched a million of your countrymen die. The fancy people are in charge aren't dying. You can understand how that message would be appealing. It's not my message, but you can understand how it would be appealing. Well, in Chile at this time, it starts to get real appealing. And the communists start to gain a big, big, big foothold in the country. Now, they are by no means a majority, as we'll get to in a moment, but they're not 5% either. There is a strong communist movement in the country. And they begin to really struggle with something else. As the communist movement gains power, guess where they start to get a lot of assistance from. Guess where they start to get a lot of new members from? The university system. The university system in Chile, tell me if this sounds familiar, pulls radical, radical left, pushes flat-out openly Marxist ideas, And at this point in time in Chile, you have to understand 
We're not really in the era quite yet where we fully understand how evil communism is. There are people who hate the commies. There are people who are diehard commies. And there are people who are kind of indifferent. I mean, I I don't like the commies, but I don't really like the other guys either. I mean, how bad can the commies be? And doesn't it always really come down to that group of people? I mean, we, we express our frustration. I certainly have a million times over, and I'll never stop doing it. It drives me absolutely insane that presidents have to try to win elections in this country based on the vote of a person who voted for Barack Obama twice and then turned around and voted for Donald Trump. What in the world does that person believe in? What are you? But I digress. So we have a big, big election coming. And this this one's going to change things for Chile. Hang on. I love my Raycon earbuds. I love them a lot. And i tell you what I like, on top of how they sound, on top of how easy they were to pair, on top of the fact they cost like half of what the other high-end earbuds cost, I love my Raycon earbuds because they don't stick out like a sore thumb. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be harsh, it looks weird when you have a big wire dangling from your earbuds, or when they stick way out on your ears, it looks terrible, you look like an alien. My Raycon earbuds, they're just these little black things fit right in my ear canal, and they're so comfortable I can wear them all day long without a problem. And you can actually get 15% off their already great price. Go to buyraycon.com slash jesse. That's buyraycon.com slash jesse. Go get yourself a pair today. You will not be disappointed. Jesse Kelly returns next. Chile, or I should, you know what? I need to start saying this right. I need to start saying this right. Uh, our best friends in the neighborhood we live in, they're a Mexican couple. I mean, they're not from Mexico or whatever, but they're, they're you know, me- of Mexican descent. Chris, you know, we're not the most PC show around there, whatever. And the wife always calls, you know, Chili's when you, she would call this country, you know, she'd call it Chile. But what do you put in things? You don't put chilies and stuff. You put Chile's. <laughs> and that's the appropriate. I mean, obviously she knows how to say it and I don't. So, all right, I'm going to. I'm going to Spanish it up, Chris. So, Chile. What, Chris? I'm sorry I'm speaking Spanish. Don't be jealous that I'm bilingual. Chris just asked what foreign language credit I take. For your information, I did take Spanish, and I habla a little bit. Now, I mean, it's more like, hola, como estas? Muy bien. 
But I can even roll my R's and stuff like that. Now, I can't. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueva, nueve, diez. Boom. Just counted to ten on the air. Boom. Chris, I would like that as a separate podcast. Podcast set out separately, please. So, as I was saying, Chile has an election. Divided country. They do not have two political parties. And again, as you know, I'm a Republican. And as you know, the Republicans drive me absolutely insane. And they've been so weak and pathetic over the last few months that I've finally said enough is enough. We need a third party. But, but, there are risks that come with that. There are real, genuine, tangible risks that come with that. And I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, too dramatic here, but people can die because of decisions like that, as you're about to find out. You see, Chile had three different factions. The communists won the election, the presidential election. Now, they only won the presidential election with around 36% of the vote. It was almost split a third, a third, a third. So nowhere near the majority of the countries supporting communism. But they did win. And here's the thing. Chile was already in serious, serious financial trouble. Well, this is, this is, this is post-World War II We now know plenty about Stalin and Mao. What do you think? Take take a quick moment. Take a quick sidestep out of the story for a moment. What do you think would be the reaction within the United States of America if an admitted full-blown communist was elected president of the United States of America? The reaction, especially even in financial sectors and businesses, is bad enough when a Democrat gets elected. Remember, that's why the economy really stalled so badly under Obama and could never rise up again. And people kept investigating it, and they found out all these businesses have all this liquid cash. Well, why aren't they investing? Why aren't they expanding? Uh, No. Why? So you can take it? Go screw yourself. I'm just going to sit on all my money until you're gone. What do you think would happen if a communist took over the government? Well, you don't have to imagine it because it happened in Chile. People aware of what communism means did a run on the banks. A run on the banks is how you end a nation. Wealthy people who'd listened to their new president, his name was Allende, Who'd listen to him demonize wealth, demonize producers, demonize this, packed up, took their cash, and left the country. And a couple quick side notes on that. Allende, 
as is so often the case. I swear it's almost universal. The child of rich parents. <laughs> it's every single time. Every single one of these commie leaders is either the child of privilege or has just flat out lived in privilege their whole lives. And they somehow, look, the, the, the Democrat leftists are the same way. I mean, FDR was the worst at this. Yeah, the Roosevelt family were American royalty. He grew up luxuriating in as much wealth as you could possibly imagine. And you get there's something about that lifestyle. There's something about that lifestyle when you're a leftist that you feel, I mean, it, it, there's a real arrogance that comes with it, but you feel obligated to, to help the less fortunate. But not in a good way. Well, these people clearly need my guidance. And Allende was no different. So people pack up. They take off. They took off for very good reason because Allende was, again, an admitted communist, immediately begins confiscating farms. The financial system, which was already crappy, it gets a whole lot worse, as it does under communists, because inflation goes absolutely through the roof. Through the roof. Remember, this is a man with a third of the vote. He ran again. This is this show today. Tell me if you see, tell me if you pick up on any parallels before I get to all of them at the end. He ran speaking out against the police. The police were easy to speak out against because during this time where lots of the country was in poverty, oftentimes people would just find empty homes that weren't theirs and just squat in them. Now, I'm not indicting people who do that. I've never been out on the street with my family starving without a roof over their heads, and I have to tell you, if I'm out there with my wife and my two young sons, and the rains start falling, and we're hungry, and we're cold, and I have to choose between sleeping in this field or this home that's empty over there that's not mine, I know where I'm going. Always try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. So I'm not indicting the people who do that. But eventually, homeowner gets back home. Uh, you don't belong here. Who does he call? He calls the police. And now the police have developed a reputation of what? What's it look like? Cops have to go evict the people. Have to go kick them out. Cops doing his job. People shouldn't be there. But how does that look to other people? How does that look to other people in the same situation? It looks like the cops are oppressing the poor. Doesn't it? Not true, but that's how it looks. So Allende gets elected speaking out against the police. Gets elected and starts deficit spending like you can't imagine. Again, is any of this sounding familiar to you at all? Gets elected. Starts issuing orders to private businesses. 
any of this ringing any bells at all. I can't possibly pour more innuendo into this. Oh, wait. There was more. What would you do if they took your home away from you? That's not something that's made up. That's not something that only happens in the movies. Innocent people, completely innocent people in this country as we speak are having their homes taken away. This is a direct quote from a lady named Deborah. Quote, I couldn't believe we were being evicted from our home that we did not sell. End quote. That's what can happen to you when someone steals your home title online, gets your real looking signature on it, takes a loan out against it. They can and will take away your home. It's that big of a deal. Go register your address right now at hometitlelock.com and see if you're already a victim. While you're there, sign up. Use the code JESSE. Get you 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. Guess what else communist leader of Chile, Chile, did? On top of flat-out taking over businesses, deficit spending, speaking out against the police, he pardoned criminals, evicting criminals. Now, this turns out to be a complete and utter disaster. And the people who did support, most of the people who did support him, were supporting him because they were poor and downtrodden, and as happens every single time, life gets a lot worse for them under communism. Big on promises, short on delivery. That's communism. Well, now some military leaders begin to get together. Because we're talking the year 72, 73 here. It's collapsing. Chile is collapsing. And the leader of the army, the leader of the Navy, leader of the Air Force, leader of the military police, which is like a separate branch. It's almost like, you know, almost like a state police thing for Chile. They start to get together. You know who else starts to get together? Again, stop me if any of this sounds familiar. The middle-class suburbs start to join together. Start to be mortified by what's happening to their country. Start talking with each other. Start organizing. Start organizing resistance. Military gets together. Begin to plan a coup. And understand this. These were not, you know, a couple street idiots. These were the generals, the generals, 
So when I say plan a coup, I mean plan a coup. A real one. And there are a lot of things that go into a successful coup, a successful rebellion, a successful revolution, however you want to put it. It is funny how some of these things are viewed. Why is it why is this called a coup? Why isn't this a rebellion? Why isn't it a revolution? Why isn't it a lot of things? There are a lot of things that go into it, but one thing is inevitable. You had better have military strength, the use of force on your side, or you had better get it, period. That's why I'll I'll get to this a little later on today, but somebody said something about somebody's violent past, violent this, violent that. And we have, we've taken that word violence in this society and we've acted like it's the worst thing in the world. Do you understand how abnormal that is in the history of mankind? Uh, You don't want to be a violent person. I'm not saying that. You don't overall want to be a violent nation. But violence has its place in this world, and it is extremely necessary sometimes, and it is not a bad word if used appropriately. Anyway. I'm not going to get off on that right now. I'll get to that in a little bit. Military organizes. Finally, they put the paper in front of the man named Augusto Pinochet. Pinochet or something is how they would. What, Chris? Shut up. I can work on it. Augusto Pinochet. He is the last one to sign the paper, essentially agreeing to lead the coup. He didn't plan it. He signed on at the end to it. But it is on. And when I say it is on, imagine what it would be like if the Army, Navy, and Marine Corps of America decided they were going to take over the government. What can you even do against that? And that's what happened. The president, Allende, wakes up one day to find out his police guard, he normally has the cops around him, wakes up to find them gone. Kind of reminds me of that story about Nero. Remember that cool story about Nero? Of course, you probably forget at this point in time. He had the Praetorian Guard, and the Praetorian Guard, think about Secret Service, if the Secret Service actually killed the man in charge lots of the time. That's the Praetorian Guard. Nero knew a bunch of people wanted to kill him. No big deal. Wakes up in the middle of the night, goes walking through the Roman palace, and all the Praetorian guard guys are gone. (laughs) They all left. Uh, You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Well, he wakes up. He finds the cops gone. And now we get competing radio addresses. And I've always found this fascinating. And you can actually go. I think these are on YouTube. Don't quote me on that. I have personally, I know I've heard them more than once, but unless you speak Spanish or unless it has subtitles, which in this day and age, somebody probably did subtitles, you're not going to, you're not going to get anything out of it, but you can go hear these dueling radio addresses, or at least hear one of the two. Allende had radio broadcasts, radio stations that were loyal to him, commie broadcasts, the generals took over places that were now very much loyal to them. 
and they're playing the Chile National Anthem, and they're saying this, and he's saying that. But what really is Allende going to do? The answer, not very much. He eventually finds himself wearing a helmet, a gas mask, and a flak jacket with a submachine gun in his hands in a government building. Virtually everybody has left him except he has some snipers, which actually make life really, really hard for the armed forces. He has some snipers, and he has about 30 of his most trusted commie military guards. Beyond that, the coup has been widely successful and by no means bloodless, but kind of bloodless. Certainly not violent on a mass scale when it comes to a coup because the people, the people were with Pinochet. The people hated the commie government. This communism was not native to Chile. This is this is not normal for them. They wanted him gone. President says, "Go screw yourself. I'm never going to surrender." General, one of the generals says, no, come on out, surrender peacefully. We'll allow you and your family to leave the country safely. President says no, but sends the family. Here, take the fam. I'm never surrendering. Eventually, the general himself leads the men, goes storming through the front door. They fight their way up to Allende, where they find him slumped over in a chair, dead There was a man there who said the guy took the submachine gun, sat down in the chair, placed it underneath his chin, and pulled the trigger and blew the top of his head off. That'll do it. Well, now comes the interesting part, and the part that challenges my moral compass part that may challenge your moral compass if you're being honest you don't have to be honest you don't have to tell me but it may you're welcome to by the way jesse at jessekellyshow.com jesse at jessekellyshow.com chris gets all my emails he prints them all off gives them to me i read every single one military takes over and i mean the military takes over this is a junta it's a it's spelled J U N T A. It's a it's a military dictatorship. It's a it's a military run country now for this at this time. It's supposedly run by the four top guys, including Pinochet, and they were all supposed to share power. Hang on on that. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. Simply Safe is different. They took an industry, the home security industry, and they made it their own. They made it so easy. And I love easy. I'll be honest. I don't have time anymore for anything that isn't easy. But my home security, look, I take it very seriously. I have a family. 
I have a home. I have things I want to protect. I take my home security seriously. So just easy isn't good enough. I mean, I love that I can order online. They ship it to me. I open the box. I place the sensors. I plug it in, and I'm protected. I love that. But it has to be good too, right? Well, Simply Safe is. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it is professionally monitored. They even have emergency dispatch, and you can get this stuff starting at 50 cents a day. 50 cents a day. Go to simplysafe.com slash jesse. That's simplysafe.com slash jesse. That gets you free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. The Jesse Kelly Show. Subscribe wherever you find podcasts. There were four people in charge of the Chilean coup of 1973. Only no, there wasn't. There was one person. It was Augusto Pinochet. Now, this is the time in our story where we're going to have to pause. And you're going to have to ask yourself some hard questions. I'm asking myself the same questions. We're going through this together. What do you believe politically? What's your ideology? You're probably saying I'm a, I'm a conservative. I'm a libertarian. I'm a nationalist. I'm a, you're, you're undoubtedly saying something like this. Fine, fine. That's fine. I'm not. You believe what you believe. How much do you believe it? Are you 100% sure of it? Are you wishy-washy? Can you be convinced? All right, so let's I'm going to assume at this point in time you're pretty sure, you're fairly sure to very sure. Okay, fine. You are whatever you are. You're at least pretty sure of it. What are you willing to do to make sure you live in a nation like that? And more specifically, what are you? Again, I don't want you to do this thing. I don't want you to do this thing where you disassociate from this. Uh, Someone else will do it. Uh, I want you. What are you willing to do? To make sure the destroyers of that ideology that you believe in, what are you willing to do to make sure they don't have power and never get power again? Look yourself in the mirror or just sit at your desk there and ask yourself the question, what are you willing to do? And be honest with yourself. You don't have to tell me. But be honest with yourself. Is it hardly anything? I'll put up a Facebook post. Is it, I'll run for office against them? You're going to vandalize their house? Getting serious now, isn't it? Now we're getting into crimes here. Now we're getting into felonies. Cut the brake lines on their car? Look at what we're seeing in the streets right now. Are you willing to assault somebody? 
with a pipe. We just said that poor dude get his skull split open in the street. Are you willing to assault somebody? Remember, this is for a cause you believe in and to stop the people who are trying to destroy the cause you believe in. What are you willing to do? Kill someone? Isn't that the ultimate step where it, where it ends, where where most people clam up? Oh, oh gosh, no, geez. And I, I get it. I, I would hope that would be a big step for you. So ponder that as we go through what happens here. This is a military dictatorship now. And rest assured, this country did not go from being communist-run to being this wonderful representative republic, this beacon of liberty. It is very much a fascist state at this point. A hardcore nationalist state, maybe. Definitely right after the coup, you're going to want to call it a fascist state. They closed parliament, period. Picture that in your country. Generals step in right now. Picture it as we speak. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, they get together, decide, ah, we're done with Trump. Storm into D.C., force Donald Trump to surrender. One of the generals gets seated at the Oval Office where he does, because they did this with their controlled radio broadcasts, where he sits in the Oval Office tells you that he's running the show now on your television set and promptly closes Congress. What's going through your mind? And you realize this is the 70s. This is not ancient history. This is recent history. Generals sitting there, and you know how these generals do, especially the ones who who are involved in coups. They can go from being captains or something to all of a sudden they give themselves a bunch of stars and 18,000 medals. We all know. We all know the old gag. Fidel Castro looked like he was going to fall over. He used to wear so much crap around. It would be kind of fun, though, Chris, to make to make up your own medals. Should we start doing that on the show? Why not? You know what? We're doing it. We're coming up with medals for the show. We're going to start coming up with, with materials that say Shogun on it. And Oracle and Steel. Anyway, don't get me sidetracked when I'm in the middle of a story. They close Parliament. The media, remember, this is the era of television. Television, radio, ah, yeah. No, you no, you're not you're not in charge anymore because remember, who were the people aligned with the communists? Tell me if this sounds familiar. The Chilean media. And the universities. Military steps in and says, ah, no more of that. And now it's about to get real. Hang on. I talked about it yesterday on the show, and I meant it. I really should have given up my ebb sleep and sent it away with my boy who's having trouble sleeping right now. And I can do that because it's not pills. It's not sleeping pills. It's not some weird mouthpiece. It's just something you put on your head. You put it on your head, and it uh, it applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead area, 
putting you asleep faster and keeping you asleep. And I mean, it gives me a great night's sleep every single time. Walk away from that fog you're constantly living in from not sleeping and go just try it. Just try it. You can try it risk-free for 60 days, completely risk-free. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryebb.com slash jesse while you're there. Don't forget to use the promo code jesse. Get yourself 25 bucks off. Well, it's important. The deportation started immediately. (laughs) And I actually completely support this. If you're going to do a coup, you might as well do it right. And remember, this is a coup, an ideological coup. This is not a coup against a man. This is not a coup against Allende. This is a coup against communism, which makes this so difficult for me to talk about and be impartial. Who was heavily, heavily supporting Allende? Fidel Castro of Cuba. These commies stick together. You remember Allende when he sat down and fired that submachine gun into his chin and blew his head off? Remember that? We talked about that about 10 minutes ago. It was a lovely story. That submachine gun he used was a gift from Fidel Castro and had an inscription on it from Fidel Castro. So, you're Pinochet, what's the first thing you do? I'll tell you in a second. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. First thing Pinochet does, rounds up the Cubans, deports them all. Imagine a country doing that. What do you feel about that? Deportations are such a touchy subject, aren't they? I mean, lots of people are like, round them up and deport them. Some people aren't. Some people think people should stay. But understand, we're talking about families. Oh, look, I'm, I'm on the hardcore deport everybody thing. So don't, don't, don't look at me. I have no feelings or heart. But I realize for a lot of people that's a touchy subject. I always want you, though, to understand the conditions on the ground. That means sending in government agents, husband, wife, kids, get in the van, and get lost. Tough, right? Gets a little more difficult when you start thinking about it that way, right? But at the same time, if you're a nation 
like Chile? Shut up, Chris. Or the United States of America? Don't you have a right to deport people who aren't citizens of your nation, who don't pull your culture the direction you want it to go? Don't you have that right? Are there any people from any nation in this country who we have imported, who we have allowed to immigrate here, who aren't meshing well? Are you allowed to talk about these things anymore? And let me ask you something. I hear, I see everybody getting tense right now because Jesse's about to say something that'll get him in trouble again. You realize who you should and shouldn't allow in your country based on how well they mesh with your culture is the normal conversation every nation has had in the history of mankind. Isn't it weird how uncomfortable that all of a sudden makes us? Oh, you can't say that. Why can't I say that? We are America. We want our country to be better. Yes, we want the world to be better, and we've done a lot of good for the world. Our country has to come first. If importing people from, pick a nation, Russia. I'm sure Russian immigrants are fine, but let's just pick a nation, Russia. If importing people from Russia is pulling America in a direction we don't want it to go, why would we keep doing it? You have to have uncomfortable conversations sometimes, especially when you are in leadership, in leadership of a home, of a business, of a country. Uncomfortable conversations are not to be avoided. You have to be the one to have them. Do you let just anybody come into your home? I show up at your door tonight. Hey, Marty, I'm going to come in and have dinner with the fam. Are you letting me in? I would hope not. All right. Maybe that was a bad example. You'd probably let me in, but you'd never let a dirtball like Chris in. Well, what, what, what happened? Oh, now you have standards? You have standards for your home because you care about your home, because you can turn around and look at your family, and you care about their safety, as you should. If you have standards for your home because you care about your home, shouldn't you have standards for your country? Now, let me rewind to what I just asked you a minute or two ago. Why does it make people uncomfortable? Why do people think I'm going to get in trouble when I talk about immigration and who we should and shouldn't accept and from where? Have you talked to somebody from Minneapolis, Minnesota? Have you? I have several friends up there. I know we have a ton of people who listen to the show from up there. You're welcome to call in, by the way, 877-377-4373. Have you ever talked to somebody from Minneapolis, Minnesota? Do they sound like they've been enriched by the imports to their culture? Or do they sound like it's ripped Minneapolis apart? So why are you doing it? Do you know that Somalia practices female genital mutilation 
at a rate of over 90%. I'm not going to describe it on this family show. I would recommend you do not look it up unless you have a really strong stomach and it's not close to dinner time. But that barbaric mutilation is not the exception. It's the rule in Somalia. How much of that do we need here? Do I have to? Do I have some obligation to tell any and every culture that what they do is fine? Am I not allowed to be horrified by cultures? If you tell me I must accept every culture is fine, then are you okay with child sacrifice on an Aztec altar? Well, what do you what do you mean you're not? That's their culture. That was their culture. Oh, now you're not okay with it? I got off on a real long sidetrack there when it comes to deporting the Cubans, but Part of the reason I got off on the sidetrack is this, and you'll hear me talk about this endlessly because it drives me nuts. When I was doing some reading for the show, and I actually listened to two or three different podcasts for the show, and I read a bunch of stuff for it last night. This one especially, this story, man, do you see it based on the ideology of the one doing the speaking, of the one doing the podcasting. The guy's kind of further to the right, just kind of presenting the facts, but you can tell, don't think too poorly of this Pinochet guy. The leftists absolutely mortified by all of this, mortified by deporting the Cubans. And mortified by the torture and death of a singer. There was a singer in Chile and I forget his name now, all this research, research, and I forget his freaking name. I think his name was Victor Jara or Victor Hara. You'd probably say it. I'm almost positive. That's right. He was a hardcore leftist communist singer who was a big supporter of Allende. Well, on top of deporting Cubans and closing parliament and controlling the media, the military began rounding up communists. And I don't mean one or two. I mean, they began filling soccer stadiums with communists. They would store them on islands. They would store them in in stadiums. They would store them on military installations. And they began murdering them. A lot of them. Now we're getting dicey, aren't we? Remember earlier when I said this was going to make you question your moral compass? We're talking cigarette burns. We're talking taking this communist singer pulling him into a room, putting cigarettes out on his body, breaking both of his hands, and then forcing him to play guitar with broken hands before you make him play Russian roulette with himself. In case you don't know what that is, that's placing one round in a revolver that holds six, spinning the chamber, closing it, and without looking, forcing the person to point the weapon at his skull and squeeze the trigger. Well, they forced old Victor to play it one too many times. Because that story only ends one way if you keep playing. Once this singer was dead, they hung his body off the stadium and left it there on display as an example for other communists. They didn't stop there. They kept going. Hang on. 
feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. You know, a lady named Deborah lost her home because of home title theft. I'm not making that up. This is her quote. I couldn't believe we were being evicted from our home that we did not sell. Did you know that title fraud, which takes place online, these are cyber criminals, it's not covered by insurance. It's also not covered by the common identity theft services. Your home title, if you don't have home title lock, is currently sitting out there waiting for some criminal to find it. And when he finds it, you are toast. They will steal it. They will get your signature on it, and they will take out a loan against it, and you are on the hook for it. The FBI is gravely concerned about this cybercrime right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and start protecting yourself. Don't wait till it's too late. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code JESSE. Get you 30 days free. Augusto Pinochet. Well, people started to die at those soccer stadiums. Tortures dead. Then they began to fly around to others. This is why you maybe you've seen this political statement or a meme or something like that online recently about get in the helicopter, get in the helicopter, almost always referring to leftists. You want to know where that saying came from? That saying came from the fact one of the generals, by all accounts on order of Pinochet, would fly around to the various places where the commies were being held. He would demand to know from the military commander there how much punishment he's handed down to the commies. Lots of times these people weren't really guilty of crimes, except for being a commie. Keep that in mind. Remember that moral compass we're playing with here because we're talking about your team. They would take people out. They would shoot them, oftentimes in the leg, then the groin, then save the heart for last so they would suffer. Others, you know that get in the helicopter statement? Others, they would load up into the helicopter, take them over oceans, rivers, or sometimes on land, and throw them out of the helicopter. That is what that statement means, get in the helicopter. Overall, we have no idea how many who died. They say two to 3,000 which doesn't sound like a lot until you consider the fact we're talking a country of eight or nine million people and two or 3,000 dead. That's a little more, isn't it? Eradicating the communist leadership, the ones they didn't deport back to Cuba. And now it's time for you to ask yourself the question because I don't think anybody listening, at least I would hope not, I don't think anybody listening supports sitting a man down and smashing his hands and making him play Russian roulette. And I mean, that is just, uh, 
That's a level of barbarism I hope none of you ever reach in your lifetime. But let's tell the whole story. Let's tell the story of Chile, Chile today. And I quote, this is from various, various places on the state of Chile. Chile is one of South America's most stable and prosperous nations, end quote. We're talking about how they currently stand. Chile has been one of Latin America's fastest growing economies in recent decades, thanks to a solid macroeconomic framework, end quote. Pinochet never really gave up power. He ruled from 73 to the 90s, and then even still he kept a lot of power. But but communism is gone in Chile. And unlike many, 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 many countries in Latin America, Chile is doing really, really well. Chile's people, while there's obviously poverty there, more than you'd want. Chile's people live really nice lives. Not one or two people either. Generations, plural now, of people. Which brings me all the way back to the beginning of the show and that moral compass of mine and yours. What is right and what is wrong? It gets difficult when you listen to this story, when you read this story, because the truth is this, I hate commies. I freaking hate them. And I see the death and misery they've spread across this world. But I don't know that I ever want to get to a place where I want to kill one, right? Do you? Do you? Maybe you do. I'm not, ju- I'm not judging you. You know I don't do that. You do you. Got plenty of my own problems. You do you. Was it right and was it wrong? What that 73 coup was and all that encompasses it, was it right or was it wrong? Difficult question to answer. And here's what you really need to take from today's story. And this is just a sad truth. Your response to leftism taking over your nation will and must get more and more extreme the longer you let it go on and the more entrenched it gets. Period. End of story. If I gain a half a pound and I want to lose it, It's really not the end of the world. I'm a dude. I can lose that in an hour. If I gain 85 pounds, now we've got a real issue and I might die trying to to lose it. How long you let a problem go on means, well, how extreme you're going to have to be to end it. If you don't want to get to a place like Chile, you and I had better figure out how to stop this now. Right 
now. Because what comes after is not good for anybody. Anybody of any political persuasion. Nobody needs to be driving by the local American football stadium and see a body hanging from it. And again, that's not something from the movies. This is stuff that happens a lot. Again, this happened recently. The longer we let leftism go on, the more extreme the solution to that leftism is going to have to be. We've already allowed it to entrench itself everywhere in our media, in our politics, in our schools. Already, we are at a place where we are going to experience pain as a nation to uproot it. But it must be uprooted to avoid ugliness, ugliness in the future. We had better figure out a way to do it. And we'd better figure out a way to do it soon. What if Joe Biden gets elected president of the United States? What if the Democrats take back the Senate and Joe Biden gets elected to the United States of America? You know there's a chance of that, right? What if Republicans keep power but keep doing nothing to beat back the leftists? What if, what if, what if we continue because it's the easy thing to do to kick the can down the road in this society, hope someone else will deal with it, hoping the next generation will deal with it, we'll deal with that next year, we'll deal with that after the election, we'll deal with that later. The time to deal with leftism in American society is right now. Period. End of story. And step one in dealing with that problem is the American university system. And we've gotten way, way past the point where we're just going to, well, I mean, we should maybe let's cut off funding to the bad ones. I think we're past that point. Hang on. I use my Raycon earbuds in my truck now. I'm not ashamed of it. I was a little bit embarrassed because I will tell you, I had formerly made fun of people who had headphones on when they drove, but my truck speakers are fine. So the Bluetooth shows I listened to, to and from work, they were sounding fine, but man, they don't sound anything like these Raycon earbuds. The bass, the clarity of the voice, these things are different. And I've had earbuds in before. They are different and they're so comfortable. I live with headphones in my ear because of my job for radio, for TV. So I shouldn't be able to keep in earbuds. My ears should be worn out. I can keep these things in all day long. And I do. And I can because a battery charge lasts you six hours. Go to buyraycon.com slash jesse. That's buyraycon.com slash jesse. That gets you 15% off. 
your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues the tunnel to towers 9-11 institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about america's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget more than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to tunnel to towers goes to its programs never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org an official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.